All right, hello and welcome to the Bean Talking Podcast with Peak Performers. On this show, we talk to peak performers in their field that are doing things amazing. And this episode is exactly that. We talk to Jake Harris, who's the owner of Upper Limit Business Support and Coaching, a business that helps practical business owners do things and do more. We talked everything mindset, practicality, and getting the most out of your day. So it's going to be an awesome show. I hope you guys get a lot from it. And let's go. Jake. Good to see you, Tim. Yeah, thank you for coming on the Bean Talking Podcast. Welcome, mate. Um, you're a guy that helps small businesses. You coach them and navigate them through some difficult and challenging times um, and get their mindset right too. That, that's my sort of sum up for you, but I guess for people that don't know you, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, having sort of been brought up in small business myself, mum and dad, both have had small businesses pretty much my whole life. It's something I've always been exposed to and I suppose that was a, a point of normality for me. I then went out and had quite a few different um, different fingers and different pies across the time. Yeah. Went through some, you know, early days, had, um, had to work around hospitality, around, you know, working in small businesses myself, then got out of that and went right to the other end. So working in um, IT team leading for IBM and things like that. Oh, wow. so, so completely different. Than, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've sort of seen both ends of the spectrum there. Uh, probably didn't consciously realise the difference between the two at the time. It's just a job was a job. You work through. Yeah, you go there, you mind to five, you, know, you get your money, paycheck. Yeah, totally. And as you do in your younger twenties, it's it's very much about you know paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. Let's get the now next one up and on. And you know there wasn't too much thought. There was a bit of travel in there and some things like that. Mm. Um, and then look across the time I've sort of found myself returning to small business so it's been an interesting one across that Um, yeah to come back and be at the point where I'm at now but had a little time probably around the last six months it's been where really just had that okay it's time to to zoom in what do I really want to do with the the next phase of my life and yeah came across a few resources that really helped clear things up and and look at it and yeah now I've now made this step out for the last Three to six months. Right. Um, made a bit of transition. Yeah. So. Training, for example, something I've always been interested in. So in between there, went and did a, a cert for and training assessment, worked through that. And, you know, at the back of that, launching a business, which I have done now for the last few months. And yeah, just really enjoying going through the process of building something from scratch. Yeah, fantastic. So, so you're in startup mode, essentially, yourself as well. Yeah, so just come out, of the, come out of the ramp up. Yeah. Um, done a few I suppose trial programs running it through with existing customers I've worked with before in previous roles yep. so in previous role for me I was doing business coaching program development things yep. around that so working on that but it was for a, a franchise support office so um, within that there's a bit more of a stricter confine of what you can do with them obviously yeah. uh, so it's been really great to get the get the shackles off a little bit and really work through with these businesses yeah on what they need specifically from a from a total business level. Right. So, what are you specifically targeting? You, you know, there's a small business out there. What are you going in and, and improving for them um, specifically when it comes to your your process? Yeah, for sure. So, generally, look at the things. I'm, I'm a big believer that a a better better you, better business. Okay. So, like in the end. Um, we experience every single thing every single day through the filter of our mind and when you're getting when you're getting I suppose like a lot of people I feel get trapped in 
in a cell they create for themselves within yeah. a small business. Um, it's, it's very hard to know if when, when you're in the problem, other ways to look at it. You know, a lot of the time it's, it's just a really small click on mindset that, that changes everything for them. But, but realistically, it's to answer your question, it's an exploration piece around, you know, you've got the fundamentals which you can't ignore. So, you know, time, team, money, marketing, sales, you've got to have those in place. But, but then realistically, it's about, you know, how they, how they see the business, um, what their vision for it is, where they where they impose limitations on themselves mm. so uh, that's that's a huge piece for me and that was a real change in in my thinking i know was when you know you, you see yourself on a trajectory and you think this is this is what i'm capable of personally mm. well i mean that's not necessarily true that's that's a storyline that you run in your own head um i, I had a, a an experience where i suppose that was unlocked for me and you know it's just a, it's a world of possibility and it's what you then do with it so yeah, I myself have had some some mental blocks, and it's it's interesting when you say mindset. Um, it's crazy the difference between being negative all day, then versus coming out of that and um, feeling like you you can do anything. So, I guess, do you have any kind of tips around being in a better state every single day? Because it is hard. I mean, oh, massively. Look, we're in a great time at the moment, we're in December, so the sun's out, Yeah, everyone's happy, Christmas is around the corner, yeah. we've got the tree in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when winter comes around, that's when it can be really hard. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I, I think one of the most important things for me personally in transformation of mindset is, is just getting into a, a healthy mental routine. Mm. So for me, it's, you know, probably the last four years I've been a, a strict meditator, I've explored different different pieces there and look originally that was around a piece of sort of quieting the voices in my head was the intent I got into it for and I like that you said meditation you got you got the Tim Ferriss look going on um, we'll both of us obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm about to go there um, for people just listening along and no Tim Ferriss Jake's, Jake's got the look um, I'll take that as a high compliment yeah uh, <laughs> No, but, but definitely going down that track for me. So an, um, an unintended benefit of that is just being able to, to wake up. So someone I subscribe to a lot is Sam Harris. And okay. um, he's got a fantastic app called Waking Up, which re- literally runs you through 50 days of, of a targeted meditation that says, here's how to treat your mind and here's a, a thought process to go through in meditation to teach you. And the analogy he uses is, you know, you have that storyline running at any single time and any day as you get better at this you'll continually find yourself waking up to you know you're watching a movie screen so it's very easy when you're watching a movie to get totally immersed in it and that becomes a reality well that's exactly like the storylines within us so you know at any given time if you can wake up you then have control over how you perceive what's going on around you what you choose to do so it's it's one of those hard ones that it's sort of you have to you have to get to that point before you can see that but but knowing that that's there, mm. um, that that makes a huge difference in the mindset. For me. Yeah. So how would um, how would someone control their day if if the the classic example is if someone cuts you off? Yep. You've got a choice, right? You've got a choice that you can get pissed off and angry <laughs> and yell and well, you could even jump out of the car and smash their window totally. if you wanted, right? But that's probably going to have some legal consequences. <laughs> um, and then you have the other option of going look, you know, that person might be pissed off, they might be running late, they might be, you know, and just 
not letting it affect you. So I don't know if I just answered the question. <laughs> um, but yet, how would someone control their day if they're a business owner and they're feeling stressed out? Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And look, that's that's the reality. So that's it's not something I'm perfect at, and it's something I grapple with daily. Yeah. A few tools for me that have been really helpful is um, I if I find myself getting into a into a mindset where I find that I haven't controlled the day like I like, I'll just go about a, a rigorous process of an hourly timer, and I'll just record what I did for the last hour after it. So you know, be able to sit down at the end of the day and you've got eight or ten segments of what did I actually do, and then well, I'm, I'm sure as you know yourself, but the, the importance in looking at what is actually effective versus filling a day mm-hmm. is such an important thing when you're busy. Yeah, totally. And like we're, we're geared to fill time. That's, that's totally how it works. Um, but you know, within that, so that, that recording, that rigorous, okay, what did I do for the last hour? You know, on, on the other side of that, if you want to, to plan the next hour, it's really helpful for me to get into a mindset of if I only had an hour to work today, what would I focus on? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good way to plan your next hour to literally reduce it down because like that, that's a huge problem that everyone has all the time is opportunities everywhere so you know I've got I mean we talked about this previously but um, it's one of those ironic things you say I'd love to have 48 hours in a day which is a really good sign to me that someone potentially isn't managing their time as best they could be so it's about those little little ways you can really reduce it down into blocks Um, even look at you know like getting started in that sense is really hard but what is the next critical action or what is one step towards this that I can make that positive will do it and, and giving yourself a, a definite endpoint. So obviously you can't get everything finished in, in one unit of time. It's about being reasonable with yourself and balancing and assessing how you use that time. Yeah, and what we're getting into now is, is peak performance and, and getting the most out of your 24 hours, 48 hours, month, week, day. We actually had that interesting chat where it was like, I wish we had 48 hours in the day reason that was coming out was we wanted to schedule in this this podcast yeah and um it's coming after christmas and new year's and i'm going away to tasmania next week and and you could very easily have just gone oh no i'll do it next year yeah don't worry about it we'll, you know let's take i'll take the foot off the pedal but what ended up happening was we just kept in touch and um now we're here and i think that's an awesome um thing of priorities like we just looked at scheduling and oh no okay well 9 30 wednesday you know i can move some things around and we can do it so do you think there was a part of you that that enabled you to think like that in terms of i'm not going to take the foot off the gas and this is something that i want thank you but this is but this is something you know i want to no look definitely this is something that's important to me and um i mean to to mangle a a tim ferris quote that's something he talks about is uh, your life expands in proportion to your courage. So it's a, an Anais Nin saying that he has actually carved into his coffee table. It's around that, but yeah. it, exactly that. So this is something that, that is challenging for me. This is the first time I've, I've done something like this. Yeah. It would be very easy to tell myself my storyline. You know, it's Christmas time. I've got a million things going on. I'm building this business. This is way more important. But at the same time, I, I see real value in this. So yeah. it, it, again, it's about waking up, pulling yourself out of that storyline you're in. Yeah. Um, I have a weird saying I've sort of had as a bit of a mantra for myself and it can come off quite negative but there's never a good time for a funeral <laughs> what I mean by that is you know it's everyone manages to get a funeral done yeah. there's never a good time never for a funeral, time, you, funeral you can do it everyone has 24 hours in a day it's, it's how you choose to use them 
So again, if you can be present about the things that really matter and, and see a way and a path for yourself to, to those things, all right, yeah, sure. Not, it's not always going to be a straight line. Mm. It'd be boring if it was, but, but if you can keep connected to that, that end vision you want, and look, yeah, this is definitely something that fits into it. This is, this is a massively helpful exercise for me to be able to sit down with you and even articulate some of this thought, have you draw it out of me? So mm. yeah, I see a huge benefit in, in doing things like this, in networking and putting it forward, but yeah, it would be so easy to just say, yeah. oh, that time of year, write it off, 12 yeah. other things I could do instead. Yeah. <clears throat> Priority. I, I was actually having a really funny thought the other day. I was like, what if every person and every business owner acted throughout the year um, like they do in December and January. <laughs> you know, sales, yeah. nothing would get done. No, totally. Nothing no. would get done. No, I couldn't agree more on that. I mean, it, I know it's an Australian, it's very an Australian thing. Um, because I've spoken to like Americans, they just hustle, 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 Gary V. Um, <laughs> kind, of, yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, Australians, we just take the foot off the pedal. And I don't know, how do you, have you ever quantified that in terms of a, Okay, if you stop working for two weeks, then another two weeks, how much you're actually earning? I wonder if people have done that. Totally, and I think that the one that people really don't see about that is, like I, I see, you take the process of sales or marketing yeah. for me. A lot of people get into it and they say, I do a sales or marketing activity, I want an outcome now. For me, it's sort of like that game that used to be on the prices, right? Where like, you know, the guy's walking up the hill and you have to keep putting him up the hill and putting him up the hill. You don't know when you're gonna tip him over the edge. Yeah. It's literally just that, that positive pipeline activity yeah. keeps pushing up, pushing up, nurturing mm-hmm. um, the tips over the edge. So in, in terms of quantifiables, it's, it's the kind of thing that hurts you in, in two months potentially. Yeah. Um, and, and humans typically aren't good at connecting that yeah, at short term. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's the importance of connecting to a, an overall longer term vision to, to actually sticking at it and, and measuring. But you're totally right. And, and look, the other thing that comes to mind this time of year is around New Year's like it's it is the time of change so you know there's there's major catalysts for people to to just go what am I doing with my life and you know it's it's major birthdays it's New Year's every year but um, a, a great way to look at it and again it's if you can get into this mindset but is like treat every day like it's New Year's Day okay. so you know like a habit starts when a habit starts it's not January 1st um, it, like yeah, classic Tony Robbins piece, but to decide is literally to cut something off. You know, so a diet starts the minute it starts. It's not, oh, I will start it then. Best advice again is always make that one move towards that thing that you that you know you need to do. Um, and it doesn't have to be absolute. Actually, you just touched on something there, uh, getting started and the one step to doing it. Like often... If somebody's like, oh, I want to do this project, I've got, I've got this idea, but ideas are worthless without execution. Yeah. So, literally figuring out the one step you can do, is it creating the Instagram account? Is it purchasing the, the bit of gear that you need because then you've invested? You know, for me it was, okay, I've got a mate here that's told me I need to start my podcast and stop talking about it. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to do it. Couldn't agree more. 12 months later, here we are. Oh, and look, even what you were saying before when we were setting up around, you know, you'd love the sound quality to be better. Yeah. 
you love the whatever, you know, yeah. like the second I'd tripod, second tripod, a second person other, person, other yeah. images over here, um, maybe a person filming. Yeah, and that's the further difference. It's yeah. it's it's starting and trying and being willing to fall over. There's um, <clears throat> sorry, a piece that I love, an Instagram piece. So Rob McElhenney, the creator of a show, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He literally, so they're in there. Then they have the longest running TV sitcom ever, wow. um, continually. But he he shared a piece of him and another uh, actor just literally having their first um, their first conversation pitch and he said like it it was horrible like you watch this compared to where they are now and, and that was the point he was making is like it's the difference is people who make things who start you, you have to be willing to fail and iterate so you know the classic saying no plan survives contact with the enemy <laughs> you know um, businesses don't succeed because they have a plan but you can definitely fail because you don't have a plan. Yeah. It's about that, that planning element, but then actually taking it out and being willing to fail with it to fall over. Like I'm sure you've had many times where you go, "Oh, what have I done?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh yeah. More, more, you get back in there and go, "Oh, what was my hair like that?" Like I mean, that doesn't happen. I, I've had one where I've had one. I mean, my shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm showing here, but I've, I've had one where my I was wearing a polo shirt and it was up here. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay. yeah, and yeah. That's, but." Look, I put up the clips and nobody mentioned it. That's totally a thing. And if yeah. you can realise for yourself that, um, you know, like what you see in yourself as a shortcoming and what you notice about your own embarrassment, no one cares that much. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've got the 48-hour news cycle now. Like, but people go through whole, you know, like what should be career-destroying experiences and they're back. Yeah. They're back. So it's, um, yeah, people just don't care nearly as much about you as... Mr. They're running their own story. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Donald Trump is probably the oh. the uh, the cornerstone of that. It's amazing, and yeah, like it's yeah, just I mean, to him, he's not someone that I, I, th- there's aspects of what he does that I think are very impressive. Yeah, you, you well, pick, he's the president for a reason. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like you, you look at the way. I mean, uh, I don't agree with the way he puts things forwards, but if you look at purely impact and and, and tactic and what he's put out there like to, to keep moving forward with that unstoppable energy yeah. even if it's yeah crazy and stupid and yeah yeah I'm like uh, it's a great point though but it, you can't isolate just because I go I don't like the person therefore the ideas are useless yeah well that's everything I think that's um that's that's a really good point just because I don't like the person I can't listen to them I've, I've got people that say you know I hate Gary Vaynerchuk yep you know but I listened to his advice. I executed on it. I created a TikTok account, and it went from zero to fifteen. You're getting some good numbers there. Yeah, <laughs> zero to fifteen hundred people in three weeks. I was I was shocked when I, I saw that picture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Forty k, fifty to forty k views on one video, and thirty five thousand up on purely organic. But but again, that's a point of difference. So like, yeah. rather than people just saying and go, oh, that's not for me, or that yeah. that won't work, uh, try it. So is that something you try and coach into your into your clients? Is it's like, because I assume, for social media, for example, it's a media channel that is incredibly powerful, and I agree to the fact that it shouldn't be your strategy; it should be a tactic. Yes. So, but at the same time, if a business owner in their fifties or sixties is not there they're not communicating to a large portion of their market. And I assume you've got some clients that, was it a challenge to get them in that space? Yeah, definitely. And it's, again, it's getting away from binary thinking. So it's not black or white. So 
you know, just because you're on social media, it doesn't mean you have to do a daily post. It doesn't mean you have to have the ability to get in front of video and put yourself out there. But like, it's one of those things I'd say it can, you know, so if you don't have a website, if you don't have a Google business listing, if you don't have a, a Facebook account, it's, it's one more way that people can't find you. Mm-hmm. So it's something I, I just bang in over and over again, but you know, no one ever bought a product that they didn't know existed. Um, if, if you have that piece lacking, but so back to the thought on, on the binary piece, it, it can be as simple as just having a business listing that connects back to one central. So it's a way to access you if I get online. It, it's a point of credibility. It's a point of ongoing. You get people into that mindset and then going, oh, right, so I don't have to write a blog. I don't have to do that. I mean, like a, a really... Doing all those counts, but... Totally. Part of less resistance. Totally. And, and look, it, it can be as simple as, you know, looking at the, the growth of... Um, so initially just having an account into content curation and then building that into content creation, which is obviously the, the goal. And I love that you said that because that those two videos, 50,000 views, 30,000 views, I didn't do anything special. Honestly, I just curated content. I got um, Simon Sinek's video, yep. Circle um, Free Wise. I edited a, a thing on two. You've seen the speech? Uh, no, I haven't. He no. talks about... Um, Businesses communicating from their why, and I'll ask you. Oh, the one, yeah, totally. yeah. With, yeah. So yeah. rather than communicating, this is what we do, this is how we do it. Do you want to buy one? He communicates from a, this is why we do it. So we, we believe that we want to change the status quo. We do that by designing products that are beautifully designed, valued, and different. Do you want to buy one? The message is different, and uh, I, I did a very short sum up on there. So if you're listening, um, type in Simon Sinek why on YouTube. Watch the five minute clip. Or go to my TikTok. Um, <laughs> go to my TikTok. I've been talking. I've snippeted it there. Um, but I curated content. Back to what you were saying. And, and then what happened was my content, because of the curated stuff, boosted as well. Totally. And look, the, the, the biggest side effect there is your brand is then associated with Simon Sinek's brand, which is a, a powerful, powerful, powerful brand. I mean, and that's a lot of it is just even talking about what the, the factors that influence you and come forward. And like obviously that won't work for you know a retail business, but at the same time there's a there's a lot of actor-like markets that, you know, I'm interested in notepads. Mm. I also like whatever product over here. Yeah. Um, what you can bounce off there. That's it. So that leads me into this question is what is your business's why? Um, why why does it why does it exist and, and why should people care? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's it's it's always a really good question to get down to to the core of. Um, I'd I'd love to be able to answer that in one sentence. Yeah, that's why we're in a podcast. Yeah, totally. And, and look, it's something I've had a crack at a few times, and it gets yes, shorter and shorter. But uh, look, realistically, the the why piece of it is, uh, I'd love to say it's about getting people to fall in love with their business again. If I could, you know. So as we we're talking earlier for. I mean, for those that haven't come across my business in its fullest sense, but uh, I want to take it to a place that it's a, a one-touch total business hub to be able to actually, you, you know, to have a centralized support offering for independent business and small business. That So the benefits of a larger corporate, so, you know, you've got a, a marketing department that works with a sales department that works with it, mm-hmm. um, to be able to actually, to take that out, to get that benefit there. and. You know, the, the technology that's come forward in the last five, ten years has really enabled us to do that. But I don't think the way that we do business is necessarily upgraded enough um, 
in terms of the way we think about these things, how we take things to market. So that's something I really want to leap forward. So taking taking the benefits of a lot of small independent businesses, consolidating the offer and, and really taking that into those small business owners. You said something there, I love that. Um, a business owner falling back in love with their business. Um, I Because a business owner starts a business because Two reasons. One, they ever tell their boss to go shove it with. I've had it with this crap. I can do this That's one of the reasons. The classic. The second reason is I am a technician. I love what I'm doing. I'm good at it. I can go and do this myself. Yep. So they start out and they love it. Two, three, four, five years down the track, they realise business is hard. Um, so walk me through. Walk me through. Well, we talked a bit about mindset, but walk me through how that happens. How someone falls out in love with their business what's what's the financial pressures that come along with that what's the emotional pressures that come with that how, how does that how, how does someone fall out in love and then they find you as as uh, I'm like, you're cupid you're, you're, you're <laughs> business the cupid, business, like that, yeah. the business cupid. Yeah. um yeah walk me through that yeah definitely so i think like the, the number one is nearly every small business has a family component you know whether it be a husband and wife father son whatever the scenario is I think that's that's a really hard thing so particularly when you know you think about the, the people we work with effectively a lot of the time we spend more time with those people than we do with our loved ones it's just a crazy setup that we've we've built out of the back of the industrial era but you look at a, a small business a lot of the time like I mean it, it always involves family but it quite often directly involves family so you know the emotional pressure that it puts on if business isn't isn't growing, isn't succeeding, you know, you've got, you've got human drive within you to, to thrive, you know, the hunt and gather piece. If that's not happening, you've got probably, there's a real capacity to have a, a negative self view. I'm not thriving. I'm not growing. I'm not in control of my world. You couple that with, um, with a situation where, you know, your spouse, your child, whatever is involved, that can really quickly get, um, it just, it closes your world in around you. You know, I, I go home and I've got pressure around finance. I, I don't know how I'm paying the mortgage. I don't know where the next dollar is coming from. I don't know what to try. I don't know where to go with this. I don't know who to talk to. Um, because you are working in that business with these same people, the, the same problems come across to them. So it's very hard for those people to get outside their own, think outside their own box. Uh, you know, classic truism, but you, you can't solve a problem from within inside it a lot of the time. So one, one way that straight away just look at, all right, give the people perspective, lift them out of the business. So um, as I was saying before we started the podcast, but I'm a massive fan of thought experiments. One that I work with quite frequently is if, if you look at your business or like take any interaction, essentially what it's doing is using a, a customer a customer journey, but you can apply that to anything. So if, if you imagine you've got your business is like an ant farm, right? And you're looking down from the side view or above and you can do this activity with a whiteboard but get a whiteboard and so you know draw a tin okay right inside jake and then you talk about an information flow piece so what's a practical you know what's a, what's a what's a normal activity that you do in a day-to-day so we take a sales order okay so third party customer circled up written out actually look how the information flows actually look at what that what that requires so is there any reason i need to go to you to then order the product. Could we systemize that out? Yeah. Can we make a better flow there? If you start looking at that across a total business, 
the, the amount of times that we, we just do because we always did. So, you know, so people buy businesses or people create them. Technology is completely different now to what it was 40 years ago. So there's, I, I come across businesses and, and this is fine for them, but they still manually invoice, like literally handwritten manual invoice. They still exist out there. There's, there's businesses that, that will balance their, um, like the sales retail businesses that, yeah, manually producing invoices. It, it works, but you look at the deficiencies within that and, and the pressure that puts with on. So you've got the classic role of, you know, you always see this, but I'm the business owner, I control the process. I am the process essentially. Mm. So if an invoice needs to be written, it requires you to sit in a spot, write on the book, issue it, double check it, ask the questions. All right, is that something we can move away from you? That's a point of pressure off you. That's a point of potential conflict off off me if we're working in the business because you know I don't want to have to come and ask you every time. You, you're busy doing something valuable. I don't want to have to come and ask you to pull you away from that to do that. So definitely in terms of um, in process, that's a massive one. In terms of um, interaction, again, it's, it's just about getting out of that and looking at, at how you literally do work together. So uh, I'm a huge fan, again, of, of systemization and process. A lot of people say it's highly robotic and you know, like, oh, I'm not that, I don't want to be a robot, I don't want, you know, this horrible, we do this, then this, then this. You, you look at really good businesses, though, and, and what process and repetition builds is, is the ability to have the mental capacity to then be able to interact with the situation. So I look at, uh, I mean, for those listening along, I, we're across the road from Padre Coffee at the moment, and I think they're just, they're a fantastic example of a business that, that flows well with system and process. And... I was listening to the, the owner actually on another podcast on um, Andrew Horsfield. Totally, it's a fantastic episode, and I'd, yeah. I'd recommend anyone has a listen to it. But he, he talks about the fact that you know there's there's two or three critical positions in their in their front bench that that can't be unattended. So through that system or process, that there's always something to register to quickly take your order. As a customer, you've always got what I came in for is captured. So okay, cool, that's under control. You've always got to have someone on machine and milk, but within that, because they know there's always a process, they don't do queue jumps. Everyone knows that. Um, you know, suddenly you get time to go. Okay, next order's coming up. I can automate that mentally. I can produce that well, and then I've got time to interact with the customer in a personable way. So, because there is a system and process that exists, suddenly you're not using you know ninety percent of your mental capacity. And, and the classic example where I, I talk about this a lot, but getting people to change that mindset. If you think about the, the time when you first learned to drive, like just how resource intensive that is, if you compare that to where you were there to where you are now, where quite a lot of times, I mean, every nearly every time I drive somewhere that's not new, I'm listening to a, to a podcast or an audio book, but I can fully concentrate on learning while still driving. Or you have that horrible scenario where you, you wake up at your destination and go, oh, <laughs> I just drove for 45 minutes and I, but you drove perfectly because you have a system and a process and you've, you've learned that through. So it's really important. And you know, they're, they're not necessarily the sexiest things in the business, but if you can put those fundamentals in and do well across those multiple fields, um, you know, and that, that's where I work. So I look at, look at the space, do, a, do an analysis across. What's, what's the single worst thing that we can bring up 10% that makes everything awesome? So, you know, you could have, you could have six different parts of your business that you do as a 10 and you could have customer service is a is a two yeah. <laughs> if you bring customer service yeah. up to five, five 
you've tripled your business effectively. Um, it's looking at those little things, and again, they're really hard to see from within that problem. So it's, we always do what we've always done. I, I love that. I'm I'm obsessed with the micro things, the little details, the um, what what the theory is called is it's design thinking. Yep. So it's thinking about every single touch point that your customer has within your business and how can you improve it. And the little changes, the things that people give a crap about are the small things. You know, you go and read any review online that's negative and it would have been a small little detail, oh, my food was burnt, my, you know, whatever it is, um, that can easily be fixed with a little tweak. Oh, massively. And the kind of things that the, the minute someone says it to you, it's just being yeah. light switch. So it's, it's just a matter of getting the right people surrounding you that challenge you in the right ways to think about the same things you've always looked at from, from a different lens or perspective or angle. That's where having someone come from an outside point of view and look into it. Like I used to work at a, um, a, a it was like a payment system and um, different retailers would accept payment and um, basically certain businesses would have the sticker is we accepted here, but other businesses wouldn't. So you'd walk in and you'd be like, oh, is it accepted here? I don't know. Totally, and that's a, that's a point of friction you don't need. Yeah, like okay. juice friction. Right, so I used to coach sales in a in a, yeah. in a retail environment, specialty sales. But it's 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 the simplest thing, but it makes the biggest difference. Is is no matter what, if someone started a conversation with you around finding out about a product, or whatever, it's not a rude question to ask if they would like to buy it. So in this scenario, like it was it was white goods. Yes. So you you physically cannot go and pick a front loader washing machine off the shelf and take it. So, so what do I do? So, so I know if I'm a customer in that scenario, I, I will push the person selling to me, okay, well, what's the next step? Not everyone will do that. Instantly, you know, you may be isolating 30% of your population by not just saying, you know, what, or here is the next step to purchasing this. If you're interested, that's a very soft way to say it. Or literally, you know, would you like me to grab one for you now? Like that, the difference that makes, but, ask. but people don't do it. You have to make the ask in that sense. It's not about you. It's about giving them permission to buy it. Well, I think that's, that's a peak performance uh, checkbox. I'll call that a peak performance checkbox. Why I'll do that is because it's one of those things that as soon as you understand it, your sales will increase, your life will get better. Even organizing things with friends, I use sales tactics. Oh, yeah. You can't not. You can't not. Yeah. You know, give them dates, give them times. Don't just be like, hey, let's catch up. Well, even so, something I noticed you did, but like yep. nearly one of the number one tips I always give people, if you're trying to catch up with someone, don't say generally, would you like to do it Friday? Just make a suggestion. Yeah. So Thursday, 2 p.m. Okay, because now the I can visualize. The, the time is a key thing. Man. Make it specific and it's a time that's available to you because like one, there's there's a psychological process called like channel factors, but effectively think of it as like if you've got a fresh hill of snow, the first um, the first person to go down a toboggan, they'll make a track. And then the second one, they might run at a 45 degree angle to that, but then they come into that track of the last one, they'll follow it in. So if you think about that, realistically, if you present something one, two, three, four, this is the way that it works, people most of the time will go with that. Yeah. So if you can have that in place, Okay, I'm not thinking in terms of, well, what are all the times then that I could book in a meeting with Tim? I'm thinking, does Thursday at 2 p.m. work for me? Or is there an alternative, sorry, an alternative that I can suggest it's going to work? 
which you will say. Yeah, which is, again, it's, it's created a better thought pattern for me as a person being asked because now I'm saying, can I fit to that? Or, you know what, I'll suggest that instead. Yeah, yeah. and I'm lucky in the fact that when I was 18, um, a mate of mine, he was working a job in a call centre and he said, we need more people. Do you want to come in and give it a go? <laughs> Isn't that an experience? <laughs> yeah, do you want to come in and give it a go? I was like, you know what, I need some money, I'm not working. My first call I made, got told to, you know, just have it where the sound's unchined. Second call, was nervous because of that. Third call, made an appointment. Mm. So what happened between no and yes? You know? Um, and, and that question has sort of fascinated me. It's why I went down and did my marketing degree and, um, and everything and then sales. But it's the learning lessons like what we just said, where you give times and dates on things. If you want to get in front of more business owners, if you want to get more clients, develop a pitch that is um, undeniably great and irresistible, but then just ask for the, ask for the time. Like, yeah, massively. And again, it's about that, that putting yourself out there. It's, it's a very small risk. Mm. A, a really, like I say, sales, you've obviously got the background, so that's, that's potentially a horrible, like a lot of people are probably listening to that and going, that is my absolute worst nightmare, being a cold caller. Yeah. For me, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, that's such a winning mindset. If you can have that, um, you know, half the battle's won. Yeah. Because it's just, okay, change, try, try, change. But a, a really important, a, again, this is one of these things you can just think about slightly differently. It changes the whole way you look at it. But if you think about the rejection is not of you, it's of the way you, either you presented the idea or it's of the, of the process you presented it in. So separating yourself, personal rejection from the idea of the process or what the product is. Because you know what, like in the end, um, you might be selling me bananas because I can see a banana, but I, I might not be hungry for one right now, but that's not necessarily a point of personal offense. Yeah. That's fine. Or you know what, you might have not described bananas properly and I don't want one for that reason. Yeah. And then that's something you can tweak and next time it's, it's, it's fine, but it's not a reason to feel personally rejected. Yeah, yeah very cool. I want to spin in a different direction, and you may have even heard this question from, from Tim Ferriss if, he's, um, if, he, if you listen to his podcast. Um, what is, you've done a lot of things in business, you've, you've helped your family business, you've, you've worked a lot, um, and you've got a lot of experience and a lot of wins and a lot of ups, and I would love to know what your favourite failure has been. Oh, it's always a good question, isn't it? Um, I love when that one comes up, yeah. so... Um, Look, I think generally for me, it's been a it's been a mindset change to opening up to failure. So I, um, to, to speak more broadly, initially, I I think there's a lot of problems and traps in perfectionism, which mm-hmm. like I've been like hand up massively guilty of, and that's probably the primary thing I've worked on in myself in the last three to five years. So getting it done. I, I was always good at everything came easily to me at school. Um, I was good at sports. I was good at math, science, whatever, like it was, it was fine, things were easy, but then you get into a mindset of, okay, I'm at that level, um, push others down around it and prove that you're at that level. So like a fantastic book, which I'm sure a lot of people have come across, but like um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, talking about growth versus fixed mindset, and I, I can very much see that a lot of attributes in myself, I was sitting in a, in a fixed mindset where it's, these are, so for anyone that hasn't come across that, the idea being that if you've got a fixed mindset, you're in a belief system where your skills, attributes, 
personal qualities are assigned to you at birth and they are what they are. If you've got a growth mindset, you, you genuinely believe that by doing, practicing, learning, trying, failing, you can get better at things. Um, the, the way that makes you interact with the world is, is profound. So the difference is if you can sit in a growth mindset, you are willing to try things, to fail at them, to practice, to get better. If you're sitting in a fixed mindset, because, well, you see the behavior come out of this, but you believe that the skills are the skills you have, so you're more wrapped up in proving that you have those skills rather than developing other ones. For me, it was about moving to that, um, being willing to fail. So yeah. like, in general, um, look in terms of <laughs> biggest failures that have led to success, I think there's been probably in, in just general this business, so I, I know the way that I started this business, if I went back, I wouldn't do it the same at, at all, but um, a piece that I've really taken out of it. So I, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I quit my job to effectively have nothing. I created a, a void there. I went and did uh, my intensive course on the, the Cert 4 and training assessment and then just came home and I had, okay, you know, I've, I've sort of got this idea that I might want to try. Um, what's that look like? So in that sense, the, the thing that I do very differently was straight away it's more important to be moving towards something than it is to be moving away from it. The, the failure aspect of it, I, I probably had just two months of churn, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'd go down rabbit holes on YouTube learning about something for a day. Um, but look, at the back of that, that, that failure, because I enabled myself to do it, then then enabled me to, to come into this to this mindset now. Mm-hmm. So to actually create something at the back of that. So I suppose not technically a failure, but definitely something I'd do yeah, quite still, differently. Still, like, still, it's still, that's the point of it. Looking at okay, you've done something that that you would do differently. What's the that's, that's yeah, totally. Um, and then to go the the opposite end of that, um, what has been your favourite win in this business so far? I, I specifically would love to hear about a client success story. Um, but yeah, you could do both. It could have been a tweak you made that, that got more customers. But yeah, I, I think we actually haven't talked about the the work. Um, yeah, sorry, I'll just rephrase that question then. Um, what's been your favourite win that you've had for a client? Yeah, definitely. So, um, to the to the very first job I did, it's for a business that I, I worked with before. I built out a, oh, I suppose it's, it's about a three-session program, but actually putting it out to them and saying, I will come and run this with you for effectively cost. Um, so, they're a business about a three-hour drive away drove there, stayed overnight, facilitated with them for about six, seven hours, amongst some other things, drive back. It was a hard slog, but it was one that I was so keen to put out there. But but just getting in front of them and, and watching some of the mind shift changes in right, delivering the content the way that I do, um, actually seeing them consider the same things I've looked at over and over. And this is quite a successful business, you know? Like, yeah. So this is- Do you uh, mind dropping the name or you don't, you don't need uh, to? Yeah, so it's yeah. it's the Office Choice Bansdale business. Okay. Um, so I'll previously worked happy, with them before. A shout out. Go on. Uh, what do they do? Um, so uh, business office supplies. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much the, the largest in eastern Victoria. Right. Well, um, if you're in Bansdale and you need office supplies, you know, <laughs> know where to go. Oh, they're gonna love this plug. Yeah. Um, but just literally going through with them. So there's there's three quite young owners in that business who have taken over from within. So that's that's a customer group I I love working with. Is someone who's been in the business doing it, like you're saying before, as a technician, like in that classic sort of e-myth um, mindset of business, but like classical technician, they've, they've made that step to go up and 
actually take over the business to buy from the previous owner, and, and they've really grown. So they actually won, um, they won dealer of the year last year. Mm-hmm. So I was working with them at the time um, when I was with my previous employer through that period, and then I've, I've done a job with them since. But in, in particular, just seeing the, the transition in mindset to have um, one guy in particular, but, but he said it a few times to say that, you know, I, I could not have seen myself being a business owner let alone a successful one two or three years ago. So for him to actually go, you know what, that's a self-imposed belief that I had there that has now been eradicated to go above that. And look, I I can't take full claim for that, but to to sit with someone and and see them make that realisation, it's huge because instantly what that opens up is, oh, you know, I didn't think I could do that and I did that. What else don't I think I can do that I almost certainly can? And again, it comes back to that growth mindset piece. If you genuinely believe you can learn and develop the skills, it's, yeah, I can't remember who said it, but it, essentially it's its always, well, I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> it, it, but even just keeping that mental loop open, I don't know how to do it yet. And look, humans are, are terrible at predicting uh, outcomes. Like we're, we're meaning making machines and we think we can do it. it. It's something that you obviously do quite well, but you, you obviously have good self-talk to be able to go, because there's, there's times you don't want to do it, obviously. There's a lot of times you don't want to do it and this is too hard. and um, it, It's a really good exercise from cognitive behavioural therapy, but for people who are stuck in this mindset, like, you know, oh, there's a party coming up, I don't want to go to it. There's a, there's a networking meeting, I'm not going to enjoy that. It's very easy to talk yourself into why you don't want to do something. The, the exercise that it changes it all is just literally get a journal or a book and every single time have a couple of columns and just write what the thing is predict how much you're going to enjoy it out of 10, do it, and then note how much you actually did enjoy it or get value out of it. Mm-hmm. Invariably, there'll always be a gap in that second column that says, you know what, I thought it was gonna be about a four, seven. And yep, sure, some will be worse. There's things you get excited about, but the thing to learn about out of it is you're not always good at predicting how much you're going to enjoy something, what you're going to get out of something, how much fulfillment you're going to get out of something. Cool. I mean, that's a really awesome spot to, I think, leave it on. But two more questions that I have is, one, what are you looking, what's up, what's coming up next for you? What does your 2020 look like? What are the sort of two, three things that you really want to focus on um, and, and expand for, for 2020? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, so follow up with you. We'll do a follow up. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Hold me to account. Bang. Yeah. Um, that, it's such a great format though isn't it like literally you, you put something out there and you yeah. can review you <laughs> down, the track. down the track I love it to, and even to be able to capture your yeah. mindset What's at the, the time the tenth yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's such a valuable thing even to be able to capture your mindset at a at time, time. And, and look at the thinking patterns you had in yeah. because obviously you'll be able to watch this back yeah. and so a bit of a diversion from what you yeah, asked one of my absolute favourite tools that I run is I call it a success log so I have an email thread where I just reply to my email with every single thing I do, try, maybe even fail at, but positive. Because it's really easy to go, particularly when you do knowledge work. So I mean, it's different if you're on the tools every day. I go and build a house, I can see that I've got a, a completion of a house done within 10 days, I can see progress. It's really hard to keep progress with yourself sometimes because you can only really keep in your mind what's recent. But to be able to go back and go, oh wow, Dum, 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 up, 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 sideways, 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 up, up, up. What were the things that mattered and what were the things actually did and tried? So, you know, talking about this, I'm sure for you and me both, we'll be able to watch this back and say, gee, my voice 
in presenting my clarity of message, my body, my tonality, whatever, has come mm. a long way forward. Oh, I know I'm not sitting sitting how I'd want to. I don't know. I'll watch this back and go, ah. <laughs> but, but look, even within that, like, yeah. I, and I can say to you, like having done a bit of research for this, listening to the first one versus yep. what we've just gone through now and, you know, a few of the more recent ones, it, it's a vastly different product, but you'd never, you'd never notice it one, one step at a time. No. Um, but they're the important ones. It's it's at one percent a week, and you're fifty two percent better by the end of the year. Doggy math, but um, so to come full arc back to your question, yeah. what I'm uh, what I'm really looking forward to in the next year, big goals for me. I deliberately want to keep extremely intimate and small yeah. to a point that I'm working with um, people at like a really connected, meaningful level. It, it's not about scattergun broad for me, so. I'm looking at just taking one per month. Yeah. That's adding one per month, yeah. building the business that way. Um, yeah, and look to me, it's it's a maximum of twenty I want to go to. Yeah. So across the next twelve months, you know, it's adding another another twelve there, and then genuinely making sure I'm delivering value to them in yeah. in the way I want to. Um, yeah. yeah, fantastic, yeah, fantastic. And then the last one, look, if someone's heard something on this podcast and they want to reach out to you. Um, yeah, where is the best place to, to find you and your content? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got my website at upperlimit.club. Outside of that as well, I've got uh, on LinkedIn, Jake Harris as my um, as my account code, Jake S. Harris, all spelled how you expect. Or if you want to just send an email across, uh, jake at upperlimit.club. Cool. Awesome. Well, Jake, um, you've been Jake, I've been Tim, and uh, we've been talking. Brilliant. Thanks Thank so much, you. Tim. Cheers. All right, there you have it, the episode with Jake. I hope you guys got some value from it. I sure did and enjoyed the conversation with him. If you want to reach out, go for it. Um, his contact details will be in the description below. Apart from that, I'd love for you guys to do a favor for me. If you can screenshot you listening to this recording and then put it onto your profile or share it with me, I'll flick it onto my socials. It's always a really cool way to see who's listening and that would be awesome. Apart from that, I'll see you guys in the next episode where we have some really good conversations coming up.